and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Let's take a look initially at the text today. Let me read uh, our gospel, Luke chapter 5, uh, beginning at verse 12, going through verse 26. There it is. Two stories, great stories actually, both of them very strong and powerful in, their, in and of themselves, uh, the Word of God. While Jesus was in one of the towns, a man came along who was covered with leprosy. We don't use that word anymore, but we do create cultural context Untouchables, we'll talk about that in a few moments. His face to the ground and he begged him, and this is curious, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. This is interesting. I am willing, he said. Be clean. And immediately, the leprosy left him. And then Jesus ordered him, I always like this, the messianic secret, don't tell anyone, but go, that's like telling church people not to tell one person within 20 minutes, everybody knows, right? You know what I'm saying? You know? Don't tell anyone, but go, show yourself to the priests and offer the sacrifices that Moses commanded for your cleansing as a testimony to them. Yet the news about him spread all the more so that crowds of people came to hear him and to be healed of their sicknesses. But Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. Story one. Snapshot number two. One day Jesus was teaching, and Pharisees and teachers of the law were sitting there. These guys are rascals. They had come from every village of Galilee and from Judea and Jerusalem, and the power of the Lord was with Jesus to heal the sick. Some people came carrying a paralyzed man on a mat and tried to take him into the house to lay him before Jesus. And when they could not find a way to do this, you've got to love their ingenuity and, more importantly, their faith. When they couldn't find a way to do this, because of the crowd, they went up on the roof and lowered him on his mat through the tiles into the middle of the crowd right in front of Jesus. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said, friend, your sins are forgiven. Now the Pharisees and the teachers of the law began thinking to themselves, who is this fellow who speaks blasphemy? Who can forgive sins but God alone? Jesus knew what they were thinking and he asked. Now notice the paradox in this question. Why are you thinking these things in your heart? (laughs) Can you think things in your heart? Which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven, or to say, get up and walk? But I want you to know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. So he said to the paralyzed man, I tell you, get up, take your mat, go home. Immediately stood in front of them, took what he had been lying on, And he went home praising God. And everyone, it's a great word, everyone, all of us, were amazed. And he gave praise to God. And they were all filled with awe and said, we have seen remarkable things today. Amen? Yeah, the reading of God's 
Let's pray together, shall we? As usual, your text is thick because life with you is thick, God. Enable us this day to see not just what we see, but the words beneath the words. Help us to swim in the paradox of spirituality and gospel gooding. Help us to wrestle as a community with what it means to live in the tensions, the paradoxical things, the opposites that seem to contradict one another yet are both equally true. Stand in the midst of those tensions holding us together. In your strong and powerful name we pray. Amen. So I had a, uh, I had a powerful experience Monday morning. And I want to share a little bit about the experience that I had with you. This is a true story. Uh, for some reason, I'm not exactly sure why, I've been getting up and waking up really early recently, like super early for me. And um, which is strange because I have this thing called fibromyalgia, which means I usually don't start getting up in my brain and going till about noon. <laughs> Which means I stay up really late at night. So this getting up early thing has been a kind of a strange dynamic for me. But I've been waking up really early, like 6 o'clock early. Uh, and that happened to me again on Monday. I woke up again like I've done almost every day this week and a few weeks prior to it. And Mondays are my day when I stay at home in the morning and I start to dig into the text. So I had gotten ready. I was sitting at my desk in my home office. I'm reading the text through. My typical process is I read the text through a few times. I get the rhythm of the text. I try to connect it with the title of the thing that I saw three or four months ago when I wrote this so that we could prepare and plan. And I was just getting into my rhythm. And I was struggling a little bit with the flow of the text, how I wanted to word these things. And I had usually scribble on a blank sheet of paper all my ideas that come randomly and and that's the first part of my process and then I kind of step back and I just begin to think more orderly about that and I received a text right in the midst of this from my middle daughter and she gave me permission to share this story with you now first of all uh, my middle daughter doesn't really ever connect that much with me uh, via social media, right? So this is kind of strange. I get this text. Here's what it reads. I'm not going to tell you what time it was, but it was, it was early. I miss you, Dad. And I replied, hi, sweetie. I miss you, too. How are you? She writes, I'm doing okay just drinking a cup of coffee and hanging out with my pups. She has two dogs. How are you? So things are going really good right now. Now before I read any further, um, I need to let you know, and she did give me permission. She had dated a guy for four years and it ended fairly abruptly a few months ago. So she's been picking up the pieces, right? It's kind of the dynamic of what's happening here. And I replied to her, I said, I'm studying to preach on Sunday. Coffee sounds good. I'll go get one and drink it with you. I've been waking up at 6 for a week. It's good and bad at the same time. So I go down and I fix myself a cup of coffee. 
and I come back up. And she replies, wow, that's really early for you, Dad. You're on mom's schedule, ha, ha, ha. What's your message about? And it was strange because, I, as I mentioned earlier, I, it was beginning. It was the beginning process, and I was struggling to piece it together and tether it together and in a way that I thought made any sense. You may still wonder if I made that connection. <laughs> but it came to me when I had to write her text, when I had to respond to her. Here's what I said. Luke 5, 12 to 26. I just read it. The good news is paradoxical things. When you feel invisible, God sees you. When there seems like there's no way out, God makes a way out for you. Exclamation mark. Happy face emoji. (laughs) Not too bad for our morning cup of coffee together, is it, Katie? Katie replies back, nope. That's probably what I needed to hear this morning. And I replied, I was seriously just thinking the same thing, bud. If you read the text, it'll make more sense. See, I'm just trying to get that extra. (laughs) You know, right? Back to Tyler, right? Just read the text. I'm not going to go on with the rest. I think that's a little more private. This is a powerful text, if we let it be a powerful text. You know, paradox, the word itself, is strange because it's two things that don't seem to go together, yet somehow they're equally true, right? Like Reverend Wilson. (laughs) There's that. Well, it's more of an oxymoron. I think if you allow me some semantic stretching with the word paradox, we're going to see that the gospel really is paradoxical things. And for many of us growing up in the church, myself included, even when I sit down on a Monday morning, sometimes it's hard to see the things and remember the things that we should have always been remembering and to make the right connections. Do you ever find that in your own life? I know I do. So it's important to see the words, not that they're just written, but the words that also are under the words. Otherwise, it's just a world with a lot of rough edges, difficult to get through, and our pockets seem to be lined more and more and fuller and fuller with stones. So it occurred to me when I was reading the text and texting my daughter, and having a very profound devotional moment that the truths of this good news this morning, then, and even today is is probably the simplicity of its profundity. And the profundity of the text is found in its simplicity. Because I know, really, there's a lot of us in our culture today that while they're not lepers, they feel invisible. And yet, it's a great phrase, and yet, God sees them? Jesus says, I'm willing 
to a leper that was an untouchable in that culture and had to live on the outskirts of town? And the leper comes to Jesus and he says, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. And Jesus' response was simply and only, I know you feel invisible, but I see you. I am willing. (laughs) Katie, Katie, I know, kind of feels invisible. But God sees her. I think more and more people in our cultural context are feeling like peeling paint that soon falls off and blows like dust in the wind. Many of us have those expressions in our eyes, like we're only a coin with one side. Yet I am willing, I see you, God says. You're not invisible to God. No one is. So yeah, we don't have lepers today, but we have, we have other folks. You want to list a few with me out loud? Audience participation? Pardon me? Thank you. Criminals. Homeless. What, what he said? Can't hear that well. You got to go a little louder. Drug addicts. LGBTQ, thank you. Yeah, mentally, mentally ill folks. I don't like using the word mentally ill. It's not, it's like, it's not like it's their fault, right? I don't get, it's not my fault when I get a cold. I just got a cold. Something went strange in my, the chemicals in my brain, right? Some of you know more about that than I do. Any others? Immigrant, keep it coming. Lonely. Yeah. I'm seeing this more and more. A few weeks ago, Don and I went and moved my folks. I don't think they've ever used this phrase. I've actually heard other people use it, but I can tell that they're feeling more and more invisible as the decades go by. Anybody here feel that way? God sees you. God sees you. We have a series of hashtags that we've been trying to use with our social media, one of my favorite ones, although they're all really good, right, Garrett? If we don't say so ourselves. This hashtag, we see you. We see you. Because Jesus sees everybody. (laughs) And Jesus says these amazing three words, I am willing. I just, and I, I, as a dad, what I felt for my daughter was profound. But can you imagine Jesus feeling that on behalf of all those folks that we just listed? (laughs) What? So to me, that's good newsing this morning. It really is.
Second truth I see, when there seems like no way out, God makes a way for you. And when I sat down to take a look at this text, I was more drawn to this story than I was the first story, but that phrase, I am willing, I see you, really kind of caught me by surprise. Talk about the paradoxical things of my study dynamic. But yet this story is amazing. Can you imagine just a whole crowd of people hovering around a house and Jesus pulls up in his, he doesn't have a car, but, and there's nowhere for him to go. He, he's in the house and these friends want to bring somebody in and they can't. It's just that packed. So they're trying to figure out what they can do, you know. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? Can you put that image on the screen of the, that one? Uh, it's got a hole in the roof. We saw it earlier, I think. That. So they, walk, they go up to the roof and they, they, and they drop it. The guy in the paralyzed, the paralyzed. Blows me away. The ingenuity. The faithfulness. What's interesting about this story is it's not about the squeakiest wheel. It's about the faithfulness of these mat carriers. His friends. They lowered, they lowered this guy who's in pain and been in untouchable. Another untouchable. Right through the center of the roof and just drop him down on Jesus and I can just envision Jesus you know, shaking the stuff off of him. They have this amazing encounter, and Jesus just simply says, yeah, I'm willing. Your sins are forgiven. Take up your mat and go home. <laughs> it's awesome. The word's underneath the words, friends. The feeling's underneath the feelings, friends. The power of the story made alive, not just in our imagination, but lived out in our cultural context today. That's what it means to be church. We see you. Church for the rest of us. The gospel is paradoxical things. And then there's these rascals, right? These suspicious guys. There's just the Pharisees and the Sadducees with their suspicious assumptions and becoming more and more suspicious of this guy, Jesus. Got to be careful of that, friends. I think in our context for church folks, cynicism and suspicion is the number one barrier to spiritual growth. Because it means we're not willing. It means we're not looking. It means we're not able to see what God is doing when there seems like there's no way out. Because when there is a way out, God will make it plain if we have eyes to see and ears to hear. And then it's just this barrage at the end of all these amazing things, right? Did you catch those adjectives? They praised God, they were filled with awe, and we have seen remarkable things. Because they went. Go. So let me connect us some dots today. Anybody here feel invisible? Anybody ever feel invisible? Thanks for raising your hand and nodding your heads. Yeah. I mean, if we're, if we're really honest, we all 
feel invisible. Not just once in our life, but maybe almost every day, if we're honest. The good news of the gospel today is God sees you. Sure as shooting, as I'm looking you in the eye right now, God sees you. That message got communicated to my daughter via a text. It wasn't me, it was God. I didn't have the, I wasn't looking in her eyes like I'm looking in your eyes today. It's powerful stuff. If we let it have its way in our heart. Anybody feel boxed in with no way out? Probably. God opens roofs. God opens roofs. That's the good news this morning. Let's pray. little bit of silence to hear the words underneath the words to feel the emotions underneath the emotions the confession God we feel invisible God we feel like there's no way out the good news good newsing this morning (laughs) you see us And praise be to God, you open roofs, man. So let the celebration this day continue. In your name we pray. Amen.